Ahoy hoy! Hi! Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series, and we have landed on today, Season 2, Episode 7, Bart versus Thanksgiving. And so we are going to begin with Caitlin giving us some specs about the episode. Oh boy. Here we go, everybody. Bart versus Thanksgiving, Season 2, Episode 7. Production code 7F07, written by George Meyer, directed by David Silverman, and original air date, Thanksgiving Day, November 22nd, 1990. Thanksgiving Day? Yeah. Oh, that's well, it's interesting that they would actually drop it on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, but remember the show came out on Thursdays uh, at right. this time period, so. Yeah, I, would, I just would assume that they wouldn't put it up against like the football games or what have you. But Well, maybe people were excited about it. <laughs> Or maybe the uh, producers weren't so excited about this one. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to read the synopsis here. So I'm reading the synopsis from Simpsons.Fandom.com. There will be a link in the description if you would like to check it out for yourself. There's lots of good stuff on this page, so I encourage you to do so. The synopsis is, on Thanksgiving Day, Bart gets the entire family outraged at him and runs away from home. However, when he sees what life is like on the seedy side of town and ends up on the evening news, he realizes how good matters are for him and returns home. Uh, if this sounds to you like an old story told through a Simpsons lens, then I think that you are correct. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a classic holiday, not even specific to Thanksgiving, but classic holiday trope of, I hate it here. Oh, right. Other people have it worse. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so that's kind of where we are uh, with this episode. Mm -hmm. So we open up on the credits, of course. And uh, everything looks the same to me within the credits. Um, the chalkboard gag is, I will not do that thing with my tongue. Weird. <laughs> Kayla was excited <laughs> about that. No, I wasn't. Um, oh, I did ask you, though, if you can roll your tongue. I can. I yeah. Can. This is me blowing air through my tongue as it's rolled. Um, and so... Sexy. Thank you. Welcome. Um, and, uh, but, you know, like, some people can, like, really, like, flip their tongues upside down. Do and, the clamshell thing. Like, oh, yeah, but you have the clamshell. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ow. <laughs> I did. I did just turn my tongue upside down. Did you? Did you pull a muscle doing it? Hurt. It? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So uh, we get past the chalkboard gag. Hold we, up. Hold oh, up. Oh, 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 hold oh, up. Oh, oh. We had unfinished business from the last episode. Oh, that's that we needed right. To discuss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And just one more thing. <laughs> you must find the jade monkey before the next full moon. Yeah. You don't know that quote. No, I do not. Uh, so just one more thing. Yeah. So let's, uh, before, yeah, before we roll harder on this, let's talk, let's finish up this business from the last episode because we had a friend and listener uh, reach out to us. Thank you, Scott, for this question. Um, and he posed this question. I think it is worthy of some discussion. Why, if Ned is, if he is so like uber evangelical religious, why does he have a bar in his, in basement. his basement. Well, so we're the episode we're referring to is um, episode number six. Yeah, uh, uh, Dead Putting Society. Uh huh. Uh, I don't think we know the depths of 
Flanders evangelicalism. I mean, that has not really been brought forward, except that except he does when he calls Revan Lovejoy. Yeah, he does. So we're just learning about it. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. So I kind of wonder if maybe this has to do with the fact that like the writers and all are in California. And when I think about like very churchy people, I'm thinking typically about the Southern church Baptists. in which I grew up, which yeah. yes, is the Southern Baptist church. Uh, to which I no longer prescribe uh, that particular dogma. But, um, you know, in the Southern Baptist Church, like, you are not supposed to drink booze at all. Like, it's in the creed. Mm -hmm. uh, you are not supposed to drink alcohol, which is wild, y'all, because Jesus Christ himself drank alcohol. It's in the scripture. And don't give me that non-fermented crap. That's not true. <laughs> There's no indication of that in the scripture. Uh, and so, but like, you know, the old joke uh, is, you know, what's the difference between Baptists and Catholics? And the punchline is that Catholics say hi to each other in a liquor store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that was a. Well, it was a, a way to drive the plot forward and to bring in conflict to the episode. Yes, for sure. Um, and I also, you know, I, what I responded when Scott asked us this question, what I said was, you know, I could foresee Ned doing something like putting this into the, into the house and never actually consuming the beer, but having it there because he knows that people come over, they might expect to have one. It's Yeah, and it's like charity kind of in a very weird and backwards way uh -huh. like you know he he wants to help his fellow man yeah I, 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 <laughs> and, and that's what was happening when homer goes over there is yeah. he's like oh you're <laughs> you're out of beer i have some yeah, please that, let me help you that, that 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 tracks with ned i think yeah uh there's something else that i pointed out to scott when i responded to his question was that you know we know that ned does not drink often uh and when he does he cannot handle it uh, because uh, in the upcoming Vegas episode, many seasons down the road, he gets ripped off of a white wine spritzer. Oh well, um, I mean, yeah, I think I think it's I think in this very instance in this episode alone, it's it's a plot device. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, do we ever see his rumpus room again? Uh, you know? I off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. So I I I mean, well, and if you. It, it, along those lines, he has a pool table. This is Why true. does he? That uh, this is a man who thinks insurance is gambling. Why does he have a billiards table? Well, you know, I mean, pool you, slash billiards. <laughs> I don't really know the difference. I could picture Ned sitting in like a bridge club, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, so like, it's not necessarily the pool or the cards, but you know, it's the gambling yeah. itself. Um, but yes, it. It, it does stand to reason to ask the question because, again, if he if he thinks that insurance is a form of gambling, yeah, then uh, for sure, what it, everything in that basement is a form of sin they, in one way or another. They must be gateway drugs, at the very least. Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, I do think that uh, I do think that that is a worthy question to put forward. Uh, and uh, thank you, Scott, for asking it, because yeah. we didn't talk about that on our very long hour and a half <laughs> episode. We didn't. Um, about Dead Putting Society. So uh, also, uh, we are still watching Euphoria and Jesus Christ. Oh, Speaking yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we went to, actually yesterday, we went to a Pilsner uh, event, a, as in beer. If we're a little raspy, it's the next morning. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, actually, one of the... Uh, 
of breweries that was there. A very good brewery that is located both in Atlanta and Virginia Beach, known as New Realm, has a Euphonia. Uh, and I guess we were talking about Euphoria a lot with our friends that were there. Yeah, because they hadn't of, seen it. We're like, you guys have to watch this show because it's nuts. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so at any rate, yes, uh, Euphoria is still absolutely shit nuts. So mm-hmm. I know that you were just uh, salivating at the notion of what was going on in that other show that we're not talking about on this podcast. Right. Uh, so okay, now we're we're back into the Simpsons living room. Mm-hmm. Homer is watching TV. Right. Pre- presumably the parade, the uh-huh. um, the Thanksgiving Day parade, and. Bart is holding a couch cover over Lisa. They're fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it's because he wants the glue that Lisa has. Yeah, I, 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 I when, so we actually watched this episode twice because we were going to record the other day and then decided not to. Um, so we watched it again this morning. And the first time I was watching it, I was unsure why in the very beginning there was no couch cover on the far end. And it's because oh. the opening shot is yeah. Bart smothering Lisa, yeah. like, like execution like you just see her. You can just see her, like, feet and hands. You can't even see her face. Yeah. And, and they're, uh, they're arguing about the glue. And Lisa's like, this isn't your glue, Bart. This is family glue. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is very funny. <laughs> but uh, it come to find out... Um, well, do we find out at this point? Uh, no. I was going to say that Lisa Lisa has been tasked with making the centerpiece for the Thanksgiving table. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we'll That's find, why she needs the glue, but yeah, we don't find that out right now. We'll find out pretty, pretty right. quick. And she points out that Bart doesn't want the glue. He just wants to have dominion over the glue. Exactly. Uh, it, yeah. And so when she gives it to him, he immediately loses interest in it. Yeah, he's like, uh, hey, man, I don't want your stupid glue. Well, uh-huh. I mean, okay. Well, Homer uh, is sitting there, and he's obviously watching what uh, is the whatever the Springfield equivalent of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> have I talked to you about me when, like, I used to watch this, the parade with Mother every yes. Every year. Yeah. If you're new to the podcast, I refer to mother and father, my mother and father, as a mother and father. I know it's weird, but it's what happens. Um, <laughs> so I used to watch this with mother. And actually, like now that I'm older, generally speaking, I'm off on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and in doing so, I will uh, sit and watch the parade. And then I will call mother if I'm not uh, down home. Or I will get up and watch it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, t- I tell you this, like if I ever had the opportunity to march in the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade, I 10,000% <laughs> would do it. And I will tell you why it's because I know that mother would watch it and she'd be like, the boys made it. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is successful. <laughs> he has, he has made it to the parade. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so, you know, in my current line of work, I have to say, like, there's a chance that you yeah, could. It's not totally outside the realm of possibility. The centennial of our workplace yeah. is coming up. Yeah. And so, like, it is not outside the realm of possibility that I could potentially march in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So the flame is alive, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Start casting your votes now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Like, yeah. like I, it, like, you know, Broadway performers are on there. It's nationally tele- televised. Yeah. Everybody watches it. Like, I, yeah, I've always watched it um, with a varying degree of devotion. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I have no desire. <laughs> <laughs> 
here's the difference between you and me. I have no desire to even go to the parade. You know, I've been to the parade. I, yeah? saw, oh, you, I, yeah. I saw it once. That's right. From a great distance. You're right. Uh, because I was on tour. Um, I, I, I was touring with a, with a uh, children's production and happened to be in New York City uh, on a Thanksgiving Day. And so I got up and took the metro over and I got there like... I mean, it was daylight, so mm-hmm. the, the the parade route was already packed. Mm-hmm. So I saw SpongeBob SquarePants nice. from probably like a hundred, maybe more than a hundred yards away. Okay, but I did, I did see him. I mean, that's so. within that's within football running distance. So that's right. I could get there in probably like a minute and a half. <laughs> Eight seconds. <laughs> if you're Jordan Davis, that's right. Oh yeah, right. No kidding. Lord. Um, speaking of balloons, though. The announcers are talking and they're like, oh, here comes our friend Bullwinkle. Yep. <laughs> Which I freaking loved Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle when I was a kid. Oh, I don't yeah. Know, yeah. And I now had, for something we know you yeah. really like. Yeah. Uh, my my uncle actually gave me a VHS set. It was like five tapes of Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons when I was a kid. If I really loved them. Like home recorded or? No. Oh, okay. Like it was like he purchased it. So. <laughs> like recording over days of our lives no. and gave it to you. Does that, that, does uh, that VHS thing where it sort of goes yeah. between the two? <laughs> um, first of all, you know, we are CBS soaps family and days of our lives is NBC. Oh. And oh. <laughs> second of all. Are you referring to our family? You and me? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, oh, there's no dog. Uh, we Here's... we turn Knox it when when we leave the house. We turn the stories on for Knox, and it's always uh, young days of our, young and the restless yeah. and um, bold and beautiful. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Knox likes to watch the stories, so we <laughs> we, we leave the TV on. Uh, you know, if we're going out for lunch or whatever, usually Price is Right is on. Yeah. Uh, and so we just turn it on Price is Right. The news will come on at noon. Yep. And, and then, then and then his stories dun, come on. Dun, Knox dun, is our dun. dog, if we haven't made that clear. I hope that you picked up on that, well, listener. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So anyway, it's a uh, Bullwinkle's balloon is is leaking. <laughs> Yes, yes. And the announcers are just talking nonsense. Like, at one point, and one of them goes, wait, do what I said just make sense? <laughs> yeah. And, and the announcers, of course, are Bill and Marty, uh, oh. who are from KBBL. They are on the puzzle, I think. Yes, they definitely are. Okay. 100%. Artie Pie in the Sky definitely is on the puzzle. Artie Pie is too, the, yeah. When I mention the puzzle, it is the Simpsons Cast of Thousands puzzle. Um, that Robert and I put together earlier this year. We kicked off this podcast around the same time that Caitlin was doing this puzzle. So yeah. she, as she learns people in the series. Yeah, I'm she, like, oh, they're on the puzzle. Like, oh, I remember this person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why she keeps referring to uh, the puzzle. Yeah. If you'd like, you can go back and check out our Instagram uh, in some of our earlier posts because we did post pictures of the puzzle. Our Instagram, of course, is Escalator to Nowhere Pod. Excuse me. Yes. Escalator to Nowhere Pod on yep. Instagram. And that's also on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so they're... They're vamping about friggin' Bullwinkle springing a leak. And yep, and this is when we cut upstairs to. No, there's a whole conversation between Bart and Homer, which is very meta. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, Bart asks who uh who Bullwinkle is, which is wild. Uh-huh. And then um, they're talking about the balloons. But it's not that wild. I'll tell you why. I I I, I have to say this. Uh, we had some youths who uh, were in our so in my came to my unit at work as like summer interns a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right. And these these kids, y'all, I am not kidding you. We 
were talking to them and we talked we, we spoke of Bugs Bunny and these kids did not know who Bugs Bunny was. The like the Bugs Bunny. Uh, they had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So anyway, Bart is essentially asking, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? He doesn't know any of them. Uh-huh. And then um, he says, it wouldn't hurt him to use some cartoons made in the last 50 years. And um, this 1990 was the year that the Bart balloon was introduced to the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, this was the year? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Uh, or at least, uh, I think... I did not reread the wiki, but, um, Uh yeah, the, yeah. When Homer says to Bart that if every cartoon character was made as balloons, it would be a farce. Um, and the Bart balloon appears on the TV. Um, wait, wait on in the episode. Oh, I guess, uh, okay. I guess so. Sorry. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway, it's very meta because there uh-huh. is a Bart balloon in the parade. Right. And that's, they're kind of like, they're talking about like, they're being derisive about cartoons being balloons in parade. Well, this is not the first time the Simpsons have been meta in their references either. Uh, no. A Simpson no. on a t-shirt? I thought I'd never see the day. Uh, yeah. So at any rate, this is when we cut up to Lisa's room. And Lisa is upstairs with Maggie, and she is building the centerpiece, which is, in her words, a tribute to the trailblazing women who made our country great. Uh, Caitlin has turned around the picture of Bart on the TV. Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't catch that at all. Me me either. Uh, Hold on. I'm making a note to save that picture. Yeah, we're going to put that onto the Instagram so that you can see it. Yeah. Uh, So there uh, there was a Bart balloon in the parade in 1990, but also there is one in um, the episode. In the show. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, Lisa is upstairs. She is making a tribute to or to a tribute to the trailblazing women who made our country great. Mm -hmm. So she's got Georgia O'Keeffe on there, which I just kind of feel like was a trendy 90s reference. (sighs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know a lot about Georgia O'Keeffe. So I think everybody knows the same thing about Georgia O'Keeffe. We know two things about Georgia O'Keeffe. Her name and she painted vag flowers, and that's, that's right. essentially it. Yes. Uh, and she also has uh, Susan B. Anthony, okay, mm-hmm. got that, and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Right. Uh, who worked her life to preserve the Florida Everglades, oh. according to Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And she even goes so far as to allow Maggie to add to the... Uh, uh, to the centerpiece, uh, Maggie scribbles onto it a mm-hmm. little bit. And that makes Lisa so happy, though. Yeah, you, you get a sense here because Lisa is really, really, really into this uh, thing she's put together, which frankly... It's not is... a diorama, but it's a diorama, yeah, kind it of, really looks, of sorts. Yeah, it's a cornucopia uh, with, all the, with all these little figurines in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know... Cornucopia, I know that you know this, means horn of plenty. Uh Uh-huh. But did you know that that's literally what it means? Like, that's literally what what the word uh, is, it would translate as into Latin. Oh, okay. Cornum is horn, Uh and copia is abundance. Plenty. Plenty, yep. Gotcha. So, there you go. Copious. Yeah, exactly. Copious. Very good. Welcome to our etymology podcast. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, she says, oh... 
Maggie, as a Simpson woman, would you like to contribute? And then she just scribbles on it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> then we cut to the kitchen. Yes. And so Lisa in this moment is being actively helpful. Yeah. Uh, Bart uh, is attempting to be actively helpful, but in. Yeah. And, and like kind of an out of character way. He's uh-huh. being like real sweet. And he goes into the kitchen. And he says, I, um, can I help you? And right. Marge says, yeah, you can do the cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then I feel like this is something that every parent has experienced. I know my mother has experienced it with me. Right. Um, <laughs> they offer to help and they, at you, they give you a task and then you don't know where anything is or uh-huh. how to do any of it. Right. So then ensues, uh, um, she asked him to do the cranberry sauce. And so he doesn't know where it is. So she has to show him where it is. He mm-hmm. doesn't know where the can opener is. So she has to show him he where it is. He doesn't know how to use the can opener. He can't use the thing, right? She opens it and then he puts it into the plate. And then she asks him to put it into the fridge. But and then he just walks away. He's already gone. Yeah. Uh, so, but he, so I think that this warrants a conversation here um, because we experienced this very recently when we went to a dinner. So we had some friends who thawed a turkey and they had... Two mm-hmm. kinds of store-bought cranberry sauce, and they wanted to compare the two. And I know that this is kind of a touchy subject with some people. I don't think it is with you. No. Uh, but I think that you just cannot beat a homemade cranberry sauce. Oh, okay. Like, like homemade cranberry sauce is so much more flavorful. Right. Uh, and also, let me just point out that it's fun to make because the cranberries burst. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's an apples and oranges sort of thing, but I also think it's like, I don't, I never had homemade cranberry sauce growing up, ever. Me neither. As actually, uh, my uncle was the only person at our, my ch- during my childhood family Thanksgiving dinners that wanted the cranberry sauce at all. Uh, now, nowadays that I have a little more developed palate and mm-hmm. I appreciate the tart and sweet that it brings to the party, right. I enjoy it. But like, uh, we never had any cranberry sauce except for what the you can. just mentioned. The can. And yeah. I didn't even know like really what it was. I just thought it was jelly. It well, is, and my, my mom makes that like jello cranberry stuff now, which is good. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like the, the canned stuff is just, it's one of those nostalgia things. I guess so. Caitlin is referring to a congealed salad. Yeah. Uh, which, if you are not from the South, or I guess from Minnesota, because that's sort of like a Minnesota thing. I guess so. Salads. We've talked about this yeah. on, on this podcast uh, before. But, but in my experience, it is in, in the South, con- congealed salads are just the tits. Like, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bart pieces out of the kitchen bart's not helpful poor poor marge is left to put the cranberry sauce in her refrigerator i mean he does he does eventually like get it out and onto the plate so there's that but Uh uh-huh yeah so then we cut to the living room and homer and maggie are watching the tv yep watching football the parade is over and football has begun yep so uh he's explaining to her you know he's like those guys in silver and blue are the cowboys they're daddy's favorite team. Yeah, really? <laughs> Although, like, this is, like, the 1990s is when they they yeah. started using the moniker America's Team. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was little, uh, I, was, I became a football fan in 1996, y'all. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason, Caitlin knows the story, yep. is because... <laughs> 
thank you for your enthusiasm about my yes, story. Yes, I do. Please keep going. <laughs> the whole reason I became a football fan in 1996 was because my scoutmaster gave me a Carolina Panthers throw blanket. And that's when they were and brand new. They were brand spanking new. And so I became not only a football fan, but a Panthers fan in 1996. And this is the whole reason. Uh, now, I... I remember watching in, in 96 into 97, whatever year it was, the Panthers made it to the, um, uh, uh, into the playoffs and were doing pretty well. And they played the Cowboys and they beat the Cowboys. But what I remember is like a few weeks later, I was at my grandma's house watching a documentary about how the Cowboys were America's team. And there was a line, and it was something to this effect. It was like, and even though their season ended the next week against the Carolina Panthers, the Cowboys are still America's team. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I feel like if you weren't a Cowboys fan at some point in the 90s, then, yeah. Isn't that like sort of like those Charlotte Hornets starter jackets right? that were super popular yeah. and i did not know until meme culture that like everybody ha like wanted a sharp specifically a charlotte hornets starter jacket i think that was a very 90s aesthetic well the starter jacket first of all but uh -huh. the colors of the charlotte hornets are like teal and purple uh -huh. and i feel like that was very popular back then oh but Fashion is so wild. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I wanted a starter jacket so bad. I had no loyalty to really any team. Uh -huh. um, my cousin did play professional football, so I tended to root for whatever team he happened to be on at the uh -huh. time. Um, and I think at that point oh, he was right. on the Steelers. He was a kicker? A punter? He was a punter, punter. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was on the Steelers, and then he went Gross. to the... I know. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, although like terrible things just happened to that team yesterday. Yeah, so. well, uh, this is about the Steelers in general, not yeah, about the, any particular players. The Steelers players. in general are gross. Uh, then he went to the Lions. He played for Tampa Bay. So like he bounced around. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I loved football when I was a kid. It's like fashion is so, because of that. I, I talk a lot about fashion at work because of what I do mm -hmm. uh, about 18th century fashion, especially, you know, and people talk about like, like, why would you wear, why would you wear a wig? Why would you do it? And the whole reason is because it's the fashion. Everybody else's. Yeah. And so like, I feel like me, so when I, I, I did get a starter jacket, believe it or not, when I was little. And the reason I got one was because I happened to go into a thrift store and oh. I found one and it was dirty, but we washed it, you know, and, uh, so I ended up, you know, with this starter jacket that I was super, super duper proud of. Uh, and what team was it? It was, uh, uh, it may have been actually a Cowboys starter what? jacket. <laughs> oh, uh, it may have been. I, I, I don't remember, but I just remember that I was so cool, felt so cool walking around my elementary school with this dirty jacket. Yeah. Uh, that had been washed, but still had like, you know, yeah. marks on it and stuff. Um, and it makes me think now about like people in the period, like in the 18th century, who would buy what are called scratch wigs, which are made from horse hair instead of like human hair, as you know. And, um, and how uncomfortable and how like really just off-putting they mm -hmm. are, but it doesn't matter, right? They fit the mold. You look cool. That's right. They fit the exactly. mold of the fashion, and therefore yeah. you are cool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, Bar or, I'm sorry. Homer is explaining to Maggie who the Cowboys are. Yep. Yep. Then they. Sh 
Man, that went a long way. It that did. tangent really went around. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so, uh, Here we go. Oh, back on track. Um, so we go back to the TV, and, uh -huh. it, and one of the players has been hurt. Yes. And they said, looks like they'll be feeding him Thanksgiving dinner through a tube. Yikes. <laughs> and then the other guy goes, oh my God. hopefully they can fit a turkey in there. <laughs> so, and then uh, Marge comes in and, and tells Homer, you need to go pick up Grandpa. Uh -huh. And Homer's like, no, I'm going to wait until halftime. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it. And but then, like, halftime. Ding dong. Oh, yeah. Ding dong. Guess who's here? Our favorite curmudgeons, uh, Patty and Selma. When we watched this, Caitlin literally went, yes, <laughs> as they showed up. So, yeah. So, Patty and Selma show up, and poor Marge answers the door. She says, they have uh, like two Dutch ovens in their yeah. hands. And she says, you brought food. Yeah. And they're like, well, just a few things. Swedish meatballs and trout almondine. You know, just in case Marge fucks up dinner. Right. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's which, their safety net. Like, uh, Marge, that's, that's such a strange thing. Uh, because, like... Here's 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 a mark to tell you that this is the the that Springfield was not in actually in Savannah based off of the Spanish moss we saw in one mm. episode. Uh, if somebody shows up and they don't have something with them, that's rude. Well, that's yeah, that's rude. Yeah. Uh, you should be showing up with something in your yeah. hands. At least um, a bottle of wine yep. or something. Yep. Um like, go go get go get you, you know, a ten dollar bottle of wine, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but like I don't think people ever show up uh without something when we go to dinner parties or something yeah like, even we made uh squash casserole that oh, i burned the shit that, that was good though <laughs> it was good <laughs> it, it, it ended well don't yeah, worry yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah they're talking at the door and they like just tell her they're like well some people find your turkey a little dry yep and so here's the option. I guess Swedish meatballs and trout almondine are the two things that they make well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, or that's just what they wanted that day and yep. decided to make it. Now, here's the thing is that in the conversation between Marge and Homer, before she actually goes to the door, she, you know, he's supposed to be nice to them. Mm -hmm. And he is nice to mm -hmm. them, except... He gets their names wrong. He comes up, yeah, he comes up and kisses them on the cheek. But, and he calls them by the wrong names, mm -hmm. but, but I don't think we've established who's who yet. No, I don't think that we have. And so they don't seem to be irritated at all about the fact that he messed up their names. No, and but so he's, the, he, they're irritated that he came in and, uh, kissed him. Yeah. Cause, cause they go so insincere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so anyways, uh, he gets their names wrong, as so far as we know it, but maybe mm -hmm. he's not in the context actually getting them wrong. Yeah. And off he uh, goes. Should we tell the listeners how you can remember who's who? You should. Yeah, go um, for it. You know how they have different hair? Uh -huh. Well, Selma, her hair looks like an M. Yep. And Patty's hair kind of looks like a P. Yep. That's, That's how right. I remember. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Homer should use that trick. Yeah, he should. Um, so, at any rate, Homer goes and gets into the car and is going off to get Grandpa. And they have this interlude <laughs> where he's listening to the halftime show in uh, a band called Hooray for Everything, which just had such strong Everything is Awesome vibes coming right. from it. Yeah. Um, but... He's listening to this very poppy song. It's bop, 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 boo, da, bow, bop, bop, Yeah, bop, it's, bop. yeah, hooray for everything. And their halftime show theme is a tribute to the greatest hemisphere in the world, the Western <laughs> hemisphere, right. which is horrible. 
<laughs> I mean. <laughs> so unlike, I think, say, I, I, I unlike the um, Dance and Homer reggae joke or Caribbean joke, mm-hmm. uh, I think, not I think, I'm, I'm sure 100% that this one was supposed to be uh, awful. Like, it's supposed to be a... a a terrible thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's uh, the joke. I'm trying to find it. Where did it go? Oh, the halftime show during the football game, Hooray for Everything, is a parody of the group Up With People, um, a band that made five Super Bowl halftime appearances during the what? 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. So that would explain why I have no idea who these people are. Or didn't catch that reference. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if like they were subtly racist or not. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know, um, but uh, oh, uh, something we should do. Uh, 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 we gave we gave him a shout out, but um, today happens to be our friend Onion on my belt uh, on Instagram. It's his forty fifth birthday. Oh, happy birthday! So happy birthday, Onion on my belt. Thank you for listening, and thanks for all your Instagram posts. If you do not follow Onion on my belt, that's Onion underscore on underscore. He posts some good stuff. Underscore belt. Go on over and give him a follow on Instagram. So, Homer arrives at the retirement castle, and I think this is the first time we see the sign outside the front door that, uh, that says, um, thank you for not discussing the outside world. And we cut in, and they are having uh, uh, some happy news delivered to them. Uh, and uh, basically, the man is saying, Several of you have relatives who wish they could be yeah. here with you today. <laughs> and he's calling and, out their names. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, like, I have been Ugh. to pick up relatives at nursing homes on it is holidays. depressing. It really is. Uh, and so they really do a pretty good job of parodying parodying it here yeah they don't make it like as sad as it could be but yeah yeah, yeah. you know (laughs) and also it doesn't say retirement castle out front it says springfield retirement home oh does it yeah oh i didn't notice yeah but you know what i did notice the man the coordinator who was delivering the happy news was very clearly garrison keeler uh okay uh yeah he his his uh facial structure is mm -hmm. I don't. I don't understand because like his mouth is in his neck. You know what? It, you know what he looks like. He 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 looks like um he looks like Chief Wiggum's brother, oh, uh, in in this. No, I just mean like he looks like he could. He be could be Chief Wig- okay. Wiggum's brother, uh, especially with that big roll of like neck fat on the back. Yeah, that's <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, but when I was looking at him, like I thought that looks like Garrison Keillor, and he sounds yeah, like Garrison that, Keillor. That that tracks. Okay, I agree with that. Um. So yeah, he is announcing who gets to, or <laughs> whose family is thinking about them. I guess that's is the right. best way uh-huh. of putting that. <laughs> so Homer comes in, and um, Grandpa's sitting with Jasper, but mm-hmm. Jasper doesn't say anything, and they just they just kind of. Yep, and he says, "Let's get go. out of here. This place is depressing." Mm-hmm. And Grandpa says, "I live here," mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he basically drags Grandpa out. Yeah, and so meanwhile at the house. Mrs. Bouvier comes on in. Yeah, we've not seen her. Yeah, she is not named. This is the first time I have ever seen her. She's not on the puzz? She is on the okay, puzz. Okay, okay, okay. But I mean in the series. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's on the puzz. You've um, never seen her before ever? 
I mean, I've seen her, but I've never heard her. I've never like seen never her seen in, in an episode? on the show. Yeah. Whoa! I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So Mrs. Bouvier rolls Mrs. in. Mrs. Bouvier rolls in, and uh, you you know where um, Patty and Selma get it from. Oh yeah, right away. <laughs> yeah, right away. Well, oh wait, we've seen her in an earlier episode, but it, we haven't seen her as old. Because remember, uh, uh, was it Moaning Lisa? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, we've yes, seen right. her, but we haven't seen her in the in quote the unquote, modern day. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So she comes in. She says, "I have laryngitis. It hurts to talk, <laughs> but I'm going to say this: you never do anything right." God. <laughs> uh, oh, and Marge, Marge is so excited. Marge. Yeah, but you know this track. This is this tracks with the rest of the Marge and her family canon. Yeah. In that, uh, the women in her life are not supportive of her. No, which and, is so sad. Yeah. Because like she's doing her best, but she's got these asshole mother and sisters. Yeah. Kind of just beating her down. Uh huh. Not literally, but you know what I mean, verbally. I, well, I mean, you know, verbal abuse is abuse. Right. And so, like, uh, that being said, like, uh, they, uh, she comes in, and the only thing she says to her until later in the episode mm-hmm. um, is exactly that. Yeah, you, you never, never do, do anything, anything right. right. God. Yeah. Did you notice that when Mrs. Bouvier pulls up that, yes, you did, because you said uh, something to me about it, that Marge and Patty and Selma are all three blasting this turkey with oh. basters. <laughs> All three Caitlin, of them are Caitlin trying. Goes, <laughs> Caitlin turns to me and she says, man, they are really bukkakiing that turkey, aren't they? <laughs> I'm writing it down so we can post it. Oh, man. Turkey. Turkey bukkake. Bukkake. <laughs> if you don't know what bukkake is, don't look it up on your work computer, but you can Google it, I'm uh, sure. I would do it on GoDuckGo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> so that's B U K K A K E. Please don't look that up. <laughs> no. Uh, um, so yeah, like Mama, Mama Bouvier comes on yeah, in. Homer's Ma- trying to start a fire. Yeah, Maggie's watching TV. Mm-hmm. Grandpa is making uh, is telling Homer that there's n- he's not doing it right. Right. Patty and Selma say even a caveman <laughs> could start a fire. Yeah, and then Marge sa- saves Homer and says. Dinner time, everybody. That's right. And he just says, to hell with this. Yep. <laughs> so they call Lisa down. They said, we're, we're ready for your centipe- centerpiece. And she comes down the stairs. And it's um, this wonderful work of art. I mean, it is pretty impressive. Yo, I, I, if I you're making that at eight years old, I yeah. feel like that you should be going into the magnet school. Yeah. <laughs> so like, well, they're Lisa all, should be in the magnet yeah, school anyway. But. They're all, they're all impressed. And uh-huh. Homer says, that's the biggest one of those I ever saw. He doesn't know exactly what a centerpiece is, I guess. So that's okay. Yep. Um, and then they're talking about how they knew she was gifted. Mm-hmm. Definitely from our side of the family, right? Mom, that's Patty and Selma. Oh, she does. Uh, she does say something here. Mrs. Bouvier. She says, leave me alone yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) i love her (laughs) leave me alone leave me alone uh her voice you know it's hard yep yep Uh, (laughs) so they're talking about you know how long it took her Uh and that kind of stuff uh and then in comes bart yep 
with the turkey. He's got he's got the Turk, that dry ass turkey. That, well, not anymore because they <laughs> squirted <laughs> that juice all over. Sure enough. Yeah. So he comes in, he's trying to put it on the table, which I feel like is a very irresponsible thing to do to leave the turkey to the ten year old Hellion. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of bad parenting going on here, uh, in yeah. this whole sequence, right? Well, I mean, let's look at the the role models of Marge. <laughs> Marge and Homer have, I mean. Fair enough. You have a yes. bitchy are... mom and grandpa who's just kind of addled, which yep. is fine. Yep. Um, so anyways, yeah, they're, they're, um, Bart is trying to put the turkey on the table and Lisa's centerpiece is in the way. So they start fighting and eventually the centerpiece Flies into the fireplace. Yep, it gets flung straight and in even immediately. Even though Homer couldn't light the fireplace, it all goes up in flames. Yep, and there it goes. Yeah, uh, this reminds me of an old. I think it was a Vine video. <laughs> I'll have to find it an and old show it Vine to you. Video. Yeah, it was a girl. A little girl had like this flying princess doll, uh-huh. and it like basically had a base, and you'd pull the string, and it would right. f- fly off the base. And oh. there's there's a video of the this toy, and the doll flies right into the fireplace. Oh no! <laughs> it's very funny. Oh no! Yeah, exactly. Our doll, <laughs> it's broken. Yeah. So uh, that's what this reminded me of. Uh, I miss Vine. It was, yeah. I really loved it. Although it would be, to- it is obsolete in the age of TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, at any rate, uh, what I'm saying is uh, about parenting here is that Bart and Lisa are fighting for a while, a while. And there is yeah. no intervention here except no. Marge saying there's room for both. Yeah. Like, but there's really not like when Lisa puts that cornucopia on the table, there's no more room yeah. on the table. So, uh, yeah, it flies into the fireplace and immediately lights on fire. And Grandpa goes, hey, that got her going. And Bart says, bitchin'. bitchin'. Which is a very 90s term, I y'all, feel. I got a story about the word bitchin'. Okay. Uh, when I was little, I was riding in a car with my grandma. And Nike had put up a billboard in the town where I grew up. And it just had a picture of a high top shoe, remember, 90s, mm-hmm. and the word bitchin really on the billboard wow i remember it and i remember being little robert and so appalled because little robert had a category can you my little ocd ass had a category (laughs) for how bad curse words were and bitch was the worst one. really yes okay i it went it went hell which was not really a curse word okay damn okay shit okay ass fuck bitch wow (laughs) and so the highest the the most uh, the worst word you could say was the B was word. Bitch. Wow. And uh, I saw that and was appalled. Grandma, of course, was appalled. Right. And we went over to get lunch with Grandma's sister, my, my great aunt Margaret. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, tell her about the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> And this was this was also the grandparent that you watch Benny Hill with. This is true. Okay. Yes, <laughs> just just Cor- checking. Correct. Okay. Uh, and she was like, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, it had a shoe on it." And and she was recounting this for her sister. And she goes, "She goes. It said something like bitchery on it." And I was like, <laughs> "And I <laughs> bitchery." Yes. And I'm like, going to start saying that <laughs> bitchery. And, what uh, in the bitchery? And I remember. I remember thinking to myself, no, it's bitchin', but I didn't want to say the word right. to correct her. Like, I wanted to correct her, but I didn't want to say the word to correct her. And so I just kind of stood there like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first time I heard that word was in, 
the uh the Steve Martin Father of the Bride part two movie because he really yeah I know this that's like Does, did it, he did he say it Steve Martin uh yes he did wow. but so the context of it is is that he is older he just found out that his wife is pregnant and uh, oh. he goes to the hair salon to get his hair dyed because he feels extra old oh and she turns him around in the chair and she goes bitching and he goes bitching uh, yeah. okay all right all right yeah so that was early that was you get a pass steve martin for using the worst possible <laughs> curse word do you, do you still think it do you still think that do i still is think your it? hierarchy of curse words still the same i don't have a hierarchy of curse words okay. anymore i don't believe in curse words okay I, it's I, all just language i think that yes i think okay. that all words are language exactly gotcha. uh and uh, it is the intent behind the words right so okay I, it, it, I i that was a fact i never knew about you that really? you had a hierarchy. Of oh, that I did have. Yeah. One. yeah, 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 yeah. Nowadays, you know, language is such an important part of like what I do professionally sure. and my training overall. But, right. Uh, like, and I've read enough David Mamet to right. have been desensitized sure. okay. <laughs> to all curse words, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, anyways, uh, I do believe that I do believe that certain words in society carry uh, carry weight or intent. Um, because, and we see that a lot, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about, there's a John Adams quote, uh, where he says that he went into a church and he sat and listened to an organist play and the music was awful. Mm -hmm. And in the 18th century, the word awful means full of awe, inspiring awe, right? right? And so it's gone from that, it, you know, to general thought to our common use right. of it today. Not not good. Yeah, awful means terrible right. in, in our modern use. And so obviously certain words carry certain tones mm -hmm. uh, and, and generally can mean certain things. But e every word can mean what you need it to mean, in, in my opinion. Right. Uh, in context to include and, the yeah, word intent bitchin bitchin yeah uh so at this point lisa loses her ever-loving mind rightfully so yeah of course she's pissed off and starts like like shaking bart i guess by the shoulders uh -huh. i can't or maybe she has them by the neck i can't really see in the, uh -huh. in the little thumbnail but uh she goes you don't even care you don't even care yeah. and then finally and she, homer and marge step in yeah uh, like like this could have been avoided <laughs> a while ago you know how this could have been avoided homer just get off your ass and carry the turkey in here exactly exactly <laughs> like so like I, we don't know if anybody actually asked bart to do that but fair, fair enough that's uh, you know that's true yeah, yeah you're right but yeah so uh they get up they they're kind of peeling them off of one another yeah yeah, yeah. and like stuff's been spilled on the table that and, was like, a fun vocal thing you just did i don't know what i did they're peeling them off <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, it's the day after a beer festival, everybody. And we're That's right. struggling. It's, it's, it's 10 a.m. It's, it's not bad. It's 10 a.m. It's not too bad. Yeah. So, hey, don't worry. We can start drinking again here in a few minutes. Shit. <laughs> no, thank you. You just said the second lowest oh. tiered curse word. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to put a button on the uh, curse word conversation with this because I was talking about this with somebody the other day as well. So I sometimes... At, in at work, we'll use the D word, mm -hmm. damn. And the reason I sometimes do that is because that word exudes old man to me. And the reason for that is because of where the red fern grows. So have you read that? No, too sad. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Too sad. Uh, I read Where the Red Fern Grows when I was younger, and I remember being taken aback because at one point, the boy's grandfather says, damn. And uh, when he says it, the reflection in the mind of the narrator is, that's the closest I ever heard my grandfather get to cursing. Okay. Now, my grandfather would, I'd never heard him say a crossword uh in, in uh, or a curse word ever i never that's ever hilarious because yeah. my grandpa used to curse all the time yeah and you know my grandpa was in the army uh yeah and, and mine um, was in the navy so you oh, well know, curse, curse like, like a sailor, sailor. that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh I, you know i would have expected that grandpa because grandpa was tough uh like in his he was a small man but he was yeah. a very stocky man and like there are stories of him because he ran an apartment business for a while of like sometimes like literally throwing people out of the apartment yeah that's crazy uh Having a, having known him towards the end of his life, like yeah, that's crazy because he was so like very quiet and sweet, yeah. just kind of yeah, existed. and you know just like all around like really like a good a, a good man and a good role model for a young person I think in general right. Um, but that being said, like he never ever ever cursed. So like when I read that in where the red fern grows, like for whatever reason, it's always stuck in my mind that a lot of old men would use the word nam. And my pawpaw being my father's father mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Would, I would hear him say it right. a lot, but my pawpaw and my grandpa, y'all were very like different people. The antithesis of one another. Yeah. <laughs> that, that really is, uh, yeah. that really is the case. Um, at least from my perspective, sure. You know? uh, Grandpa or Papa was always very kind to me, mm-hmm. and, al- and always treated me well. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that wasn't always the case, right? So. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's the button that I have on the damn conversation. Ding! I mean, we're I mean, done the darn conversation. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Bart has ruined Thanksgiving. Bart has ruined yeah. Thanksgiving. March says as much yeah. to him. She said, Bart, you know, like she's, uh, so they send him to his room. This is the most angry we've seen Marge. Oh yeah. Uh, in the series. It's really the only discipline we've seen so far as I remember. Yeah. Because they send Bart to his room and of course he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well I'll take some white meat and stuffing to go. And then you can send up the pumpkin pie in 20 minutes. Bart don't seem to be upset about Marge's dry ass white meat. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh, that's when March says you've ruined Thanksgiving. Yeah. So GTFO Bart. Yep. So he goes up to his room and he is mad and he's not taking responsibility for any of it. Nope. Despite it being 100% his fault. Correct. Um, I mean, he's 10. So you dig your heels in when you're that age, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's upstairs feeling sorry for himself and And, then, yep. The uh, the rest of the family sits down to pray. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that they moved the kitchen chairs into the dining room? I did not. There's notice two that. different kinds of chairs. Oh, <laughs> and um, I noticed that that was fun. Very much a family thing to oh, do. Absolutely. Let's get enough chairs at the table wherever it, they come from. Exactly. I have had a few Thanksgiving meals in the camping chairs, uh-huh. like the folding chairs that we took to yeah. Uh, uh, the thing yesterday, yeah. um, the ones that fit in the bags, y'all know. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple of Thanksgiving meals sitting in those yeah. chairs. So. so at least you know they have they have real chairs for everybody. That's right. Um, um and so Homer sits down to pray, mm-hmm. and boy, it's just it is Homer uh, feeling guilty <laughs> in front of the Lord. <laughs> so uh, he says, "We're especially thankful for nuclear power, the cleanest, safest energy source there is, except for solar, which is a pipe dream." And we like to thank you for the occasional moments of peace and love our families experience. 
well, not today. You saw what happened. <laughs> and then we turned left at Albuquerque here. Oh, yeah. Lord, be honest. Are we the most pathetic family in the universe or what? And then everyone says, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, worst <laughs> prayer yet. <laughs> I don't know who says that. It's probably Patty or I Selma. I think it's Selma. Well, okay. I think it's it's one of the two of them, okay. uh, but it's the one with the M hair, okay. whoever that is in this moment. Right. Okay. Uh, and then we hear Lisa playing sax. That's right. So Lisa is sad. Lisa has feelings. And when Lisa is sad, she plays her saxophone. We know that from Bleeding Gums. Yep. And, um, and we, all the entire family, this is actually a pretty cool shot. Oops. Uh -huh. Um the entire family kind of looks up and you get a overhead angle of all of them like being like, what's going on? Oh yeah. Lots of front facing. So we get a front facing Patty and Selma, um, Mrs. Bouvier. What's her name? What's her first name? What is her name? I, uh, I know it, but I don't know it. Yeah. And yeah. Front, front facing grandpa. So it's, uh, it's fun. So, uh, at any rate, uh, that'd be a good, um, uh, Instagram picture. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, Lisa's upstairs sad. So Marge is going to go upstairs. Homer says, you know, Marge will fix everything. And then I noticed that on the second view through. That it's, everyone... it's Jacqueline. Of course it is. That's Jacqueline. Boy, I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. Um, at any rate. So Marge is going upstairs and Homer says, Marge will fix everything. And I noticed on the second viewing that all the family starts to eat and they all just look sad. Right. <laughs> they look miserable. So Marge goes up to try and make her feel better, and uh, you know she, she doesn't make her feel better. Lisa is still sad, and she says, "Well, if you when you feel like coming down, we'll be there." Yeah. So Mar yeah, Marge comes up. Yeah, says your food's getting cold. Yep. And mm -hmm. uh, after she leaves Lisa's room, she goes to Bart's room, which has toys and crap all around the outside. Yeah. Of at it. one point <laughs> in this episode, Maggie goes upstairs, and there's like electrical cords and all like a rake on the stairs it's very dangerous for a baby what you didn't you didn't notice that it's no. when um maggie goes upstairs she's in the kitchen she gets out of her high chair and then she goes upstairs to lisa's room they show her going up the stairs oh you mean when she's doing the cornucopia when she's yeah oh i yeah. did not notice that so there's just like crap everywhere <laughs> essentially uh definitely it's definitely bart's because he's gonna make homer's trick back go out again right of course <laughs> Um, at any rate, uh, Marge says, you can come down when you're ready to apologize to your sister and you need to mean it. And Bart is digging his heels in, you know, yep. apologize for what? I didn't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. And anyway, uh, he's really unlikable. Yeah. He's not right doing here. A, he's not doing a great job. This right. is part of the reason why I think this, uh, this episode fails it, yeah. one of the things it fails at yeah. is in making bart relatable here yeah um and, and i mean throughout the episode right uh because he, he his emotions seem to turn on a dime mm -hmm. uh and without really a reason or time to even like think about it right and there is a literal moment later in the episode we'll talk about it uh when he just goes from screw you to i'm sorry i'm done now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh so anyways, he decides he's going to leave. Yeah, he, he jumps out, out the window. Yep, lands on Marge's flowers and he says, oops. But then <laughs> he goes, oh, wait. Oh, good. And then he doubles down. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Starts stomping on him. And so he goes off and he, uh, heads out uh, into Springfield. Yeah. Uh, when he jumps down onto the flowers, we hear Homer fighting with Santa's little helper over the drumstick of the turkey. So Homer puts the dog outside. So Bart and Santa's little helper, helper go on an adventure. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yes. So they, they end up at Burns Manor first. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Mr. Burns is having a an extravagant dinner, presumably yeah. prepared by Mr. Smithers. Smithers. Well, he says, Smithers, every year you outstrip yourself again. Yep, yep. Uh, and there is like a giant ass ham on yeah, that there table. Is. That is a huge ham. That is a ham. very large ham. That thing came from Hogzilla. Look yeah. at that thing. <laughs> it's very big. Like, and it's not just perspective. Like, like it's this is a giant ham. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, He's talking about the meal, but he's like, I've saved room for pumpkin pie. Yep, yep. That's when we learned that Smithers has baked a pumpkin pie and put it on the window sill uh-huh. to cool. Always a mistake. Yeah. If Marmaduke has taught us anything. <laughs> Marmaduke. Do not put the pie on the window sill. Yeah. So uh, they... Hold on. Sorry. So uh, Bart is going to sneak up and steal the mm-hmm. pie. He is seen by Burns' security team. Well, he sets off the lasers when he reaches his hand yep. into the window. And yep. then, yeah, the security team um, is alerted. And Mr. Burns utters something. I think this is the first time that we've heard him say it. Release the hounds. Release the yep. hounds. Yep. Uh, and so Bart runs out. He gets through the... Uh, the arbor wall or the bush, the hedge, the, the hedge thing. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bush thing, <laughs> and uh, off, off they go. Yeah. So we then come back to Lisa. Yeah, who's being sad and writing in her journal. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice her chair? Yes, she has one of those kneeling ergonomic, ergonomic chairs. chairs. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, like the kids on the TikTok think are brand new, but they have been around for a very long time. Sorry, Churins. Everything is old as everything old is new again. To include yeah. your mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so then we we go back to Bart and Santa's little helper. Yep, out walking around. They're very hungry. Yeah, they um they cross the railroad tracks and they literally end up on the wrong side of the tracks. Yep. Uh, where there are stores such as um. Oh, hold on. Sorry. They have a massage parlor and yep. massages in quotation marks, uh-huh. a billiard hall, a uh-huh. liquor store. The liquor store has a sign that says, yes, we have rot gut. Oh, good. Ew. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Bart's I think like, what they oh, mean yeah. by that is Mr. Boston. <laughs> oh. Uh, or Ron Rico. I have no idea. Nikolai. I have no idea. Montezuma. <laughs> okay. That one I get. I went to college. Okay. Uh, and... Anyway, uh, he ends up in front of a plasma center, mm-hmm. and he walks in, and the lady says, oh, you have to be 18, and he says, no problem, dollface, mm-hmm. and hands her, obviously, Homer's, Homer's ID. license. Yeah, because uh-huh. she goes, okay, Homer, just relax. And So he gets paid $12 for his, uh, for his plasma. Yeah, and then we go back to the Simpson house mm-hmm. with the family at the dinner table, <laughs> and Mrs. Bouvier says... At the risk of losing my voice, let me just say one thing. I'm sorry I came. <laughs> I'm sorry I came. <laughs> <sighs> well, at any rate, Bart's being stubborn. They're talking about him being stubborn and about how Homer is a big pushover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that joke was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, Bart walks out of the plasma center as we cut back. With a cookie. With a cookie. So $12 and a free cookie. But then he passes He's, out. Yeah, from- he faints. Loss of blood. He's found by two um, homeless gentlemen mm-hmm. uh, who are gentlemen. They, mm-hmm. They're nice to they, him. They come up to him and they, they uh, say, oh, you clearly are going to need some uh, You need some food. food so. Let's go. And they take him to the, I guess, the shelter. Yep. And um, he is excited. He's like 12 big ones and free grub to boot. Yep. And at this homeless shelter is... None other than Kent Brockman. Kent Brockman. 
Mm-hmm. And so here is Kent Brockman, who is present and named for the first time. No, I, we've seen him in one other episode, and I do not remember which one it was. We, we did see uh, in we one... We saw like a surrogate Kent Brockman. Yes, so who, who said he was in because Kent was off. Yeah, but we did see Kent Brockman in another episode. Krusty uh, gets busted. That's the one he's in. Okay. Uh, so anyways, Kent is out in the field, and he's doing... Uh, he's doing a report, and he is really very much insulting the poor mm-hmm. people who are, you know, in need here yeah. at this shelter. Bart kind of uh, pays attention to, like, he's like, oh, that's the dude from Channel 6. And the um, the gentleman that picked him up off the street said, oh, yeah, he's doing those be thankful for what you got stories. Yeah. They're fully aware of what's going on. Yep. And so uh, he, is, he is there uh, talking away, and we cut back to... Um, Uh, We cut back to the Simpson household where they are watching this live. Mm -hmm. And he says, you won't find Freddy the Freeloader, who, by the way, my grandparents loved. I freaking loved Red Skelton when I was a kid. (laughs) Have we talked about this? You and I have talked about this before, yeah. Have we talked about how I was afraid of Red Skelton? No, you thought he was a skeleton. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was Red Skeleton, (laughs) and it made me scared. (laughs) No, I used to, again, I had a VHS tape of Red Skelton, and I loved it. So much. You have talked to me about this VHS tape of Red Skelton. It's I like Red Skelton's Lost Episodes or something. And then I had another one called Red Skelton's Christmas Jollies, <laughs> which was which was also fun to nice, watch. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, um, he is talking about uh, how you won't see any of these famous uh, uh, homeless hobo characters mm-hmm. uh, here. And uh, Lisa is brought down because she wants to read a poem. It's the poem that she was writing from her ergonomic chair earlier. Yes. And uh, she gets started reading. But as usual, when Lisa does something, she is quickly eclipsed by Bart. Who shows up on the TV. That's right. So you see Bart on the TV and the Simpson family flings into a panic over it. And Lisa is left standing there. Poor Poor Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. So... uh yeah, Kent Brockman interviews uh, Bart, and he's yeah. like, "How long have you been on the streets?" He's like, "Oh, going on five years, Kent." And, mm-hmm. You know, anything you want to say to your family? And all Bart says is, "Ha ha, I didn't apologize." Yeah, as he feeds Santa's little helper a piece of the turkey that he got at the shelter. Yeah, and so, then Homer calls the police. Yep. And I feel like you should have called the police when your kid was missing. First of all, not before you saw him on TV. Well, did they know that he's missing? I don't think oh, so. Maybe they yeah, didn't. yeah. The door's still just shut up there, so he he didn't know. Okay. Um, they drop this joke in here that man. Homer says, "Hello, operator, give me the number for nine one one." Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Kent is then leaving. We cut. There's a lot of cutting back and forth here, mm-hmm. everybody. So we're not like jumping around. The episode really is jumping around. Um, we cut back and Kent is leaving and he says, I smell another local Emmy. But mm-hmm. Kent in profile here on the side view of him does not look like Kent. You know who he looks like? Ew, yeah. He looks like Carl from Simpson and Delilah. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Look at that nose. I that see is, that. that. I is see that. That is definitely okay. not Kent's nose. Anyway, he drives away and Bart is saying, or they, they're asking Bart, these two nice gentlemen are asking Bart, you know, you got some place you can stay tonight. He says, yeah, there's this family I hang out with. And they're like, sounds pretty sweet. And he just goes, he's like, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, old Bart's learned yep. his lesson, I yep. guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the gentleman in, I think. Oops, sorry. 
Yeah, I think they they turn to the person in the shelter and they're like, "See you at Christmas." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then so Bart, I guess, is feeling a little guilty, mm-hmm. and he decides he's going to give those guys his twelve dollars that he yeah. earned. There is a joke here that is pretty funny where he says, "Hey, if you're not com- unless you're not comfortable with it, I've got this twelve dollars." Yeah. And, and one of them bumps in and says. <laughs> I'm oh, comfortable. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So he hands them the money, and then off he goes to go back to the house in, uh, on Evergreen Terrace. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the police have arrived at the Simpson household in this time. Yep. And look who's here. It's Eddie and Lou. Mm-hmm. And Lou is drawn as, uh, as a black character, an African-American here, although he does not sound like Lou at all. Isn't he always... No. No? No. Up until this point, he's been drawn as yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. He. Uh, this is the first time um, that he okay. was, Yeah. Uh, but he is from this point onward. Yes. Okay. From this point on. That's yeah. where I was confused. But his voice sounds way more like Smithers. He doesn't sound like Lou at all. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, they're taking the report and um, the Simpson parents are distraught. Uh, Bart it comes back to the front of the household and he has this imaginary sequence where he walks in and uh, there's the good and then the bad. So he walks in and Marge is fawning over him and they're glad to see him back. Mm-hmm. But then the imagination, his, the sequence takes a turn where Bart is then forced to not just apologize, but beg for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. The characters get real large and they loom over mm-hmm. him and all this. Um, and so he decides instead to climb the tree and get on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he just yeah he doesn't want to go inside to to face you know what's happened. So uh-huh. he's like, okay. Then he gets on the roof, and apparently there's just all sorts of there, stuff up there. There is a treasure trove of children's toys: his so, wiffle balls, his yep. frisbees, water rocket. I've hit the jackpot, he says. Yep. So uh, he's really up. pretty strange that your wiffle ball got stuck on the roof. But all right, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, there's a football up there. So he's pretending to be a football star. Yep. And uh, then you know he's sitting there playing with all the stuff. And oh, we didn't say something. Something very oh. important. During the during the sequence, during the imagination sequence, yeah. all the Simpsons are looming over him and blaming him for things. Grandpa says it's your fault. I'm old. And then Maggie yeah. leans down. And though it's she your has, fault, I can't talk. Yeah, yeah. Even though she's still got her pacifier in, yeah. she I guess. Uh, through telekinesis, yeah, <laughs> says uh, so. We hear Maggie's voice. voice. We hear is it Yardley Smith? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It sounds uh, it sounds like it to me. Yeah. At least. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's all. Oh, and Uncle Sam leans down and says, "It's your fault. America has lost its way." Yeah. Which was well, pretty good. That's a pretty good joke. What up, nineties? Um, so Bart's on the roof. He's got his toys up there, and Lisa is downstairs writing in mm-hmm. her diary and talking out loud as she does so, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she says he's gone, you know, and it's possibly my fault for not taking his abuse in good humor. And he hears her. Bart hears her. Yeah. Through the vent in the roof crying. Yep. yep. And so Lisa uh, comes out onto the roof. And this is where we get that moment. The moment where Bart turns on a dime. Because, mm-hmm. you know. He's, a- he's asking Lisa what happened while he was gone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, did they cry? And Lisa says, yes. Yeah. Um, and she says, why'd you burn the centerpiece? He says, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I'll do it again. Yeah. He didn't know why he enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then Lisa's, 
uh, Lisa says, just tell me you're sorry. Yeah, he's standing there. And he's still digging his heels in. Yeah, and he's just standing there with his arms folded, you know, refusing to do it. And then he just goes, "Uh uh-oh. Like... Yeah, so he's kind of has, like, this internal situation. Um, Hold on, he says something... Sorry. It's, it's when he realizes he made Lisa cry that he wants that. That's like the thing that makes him apologize to her. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. He, but he, just because I wrecked something she worked really hard on and I made her cry. And then he goes, "Uh oh, and he goes, I'm sorry, Lisa. Yeah. I. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't buy that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, this is not a strong moment. And uh, we discover at this point that Homer is, uh, well, Lisa accepts his apology, mm-hmm. and Homer is watching them from the bathroom window. Yes. That little window above your toilet. Yes. And uh, here is uh, Homer, get off the freaking toilet and get the kids off the roof, please. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And he turns to Marge and he's like, we're great parents. And we might be the greatest parents in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I and, don't know. Well, and, and if it feels like we're kind of now we're kind of like stumbling over words here is because I'm trying to say like what's happening without being too derogatory in yeah. this moment. But so we cut to the final scene here. Let's just cut to the final scene. Yeah. And uh, they're all sitting around the table and they're saying their prayer, their blessing. Oh, Lord, on this blessed day, we thank thee for giving our family one more crack at togetherness. And they all say, Amen. Amen. And they're eating turkey sandwiches. Eating sandwiches. Which, let's be real, best part of Thanksgiving. The leftovers. (laughs) I do enjoy Thanksgiving leftovers. I know there's lots of people and like every year there's new YouTube cooking videos that come out. They're like, what to do with your leftover turkey? And I'm like, I just put it on a plate with some dressing and some casseroles and enjoy it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And so that's the end of the episode. So um, if you can't tell, I'm sure you can. (laughs) I didn't like this episode. Yeah. Uh, It it was, I think intended to bring the warm fuzzies and the warm fuzzies did not they did not arrive yes and i think it's because bart is such a little shit in this episode yeah and and there's no he has no redemption whatsoever except for the fact that he realized he made his sister cry well and also because like there's just no real moments given for him to really reflect right right and that's what the roof is trying to do i guess but it just does not land uh i think and and i've had two days to think about this since we watched it the first Mm -hmm. time um and i think this is also a contributor as to why we did not finish the recording that we started the other day. Yeah. I think this might be my least favorite episode really? we've seen so far. Okay. Um, so even it, worse than call of the Simpsons, even worse than call of the wow. Simpsons. So it's not the bottom of the barrel. Like at least I found, I found call of the Simpsons entertaining. Yeah. I did not find this entertaining. Yeah. This, this season, or at least the past two episodes, the, the conflict has kind of, it, it's kind of dragged out yeah. to a point where it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, the last one being Flanders versus Homer, but this one being there have, Bart versus everybody. Yeah. And, and even like, even though the trope is there, the trope is not well executed because it's not, it's it, not there's, enough. 
exactly yeah it's there's not there's not a moment where bart like he doesn't really like look at the the guys he's with and be like oh this is sad he just kind of goes home it's weird yeah exactly right yeah yeah he just he just like he goes from ha ha i didn't apologize to yeah i guess living with him really is pretty great like with nothing there's nothing yeah uh, except for whatever's going on in his mind yeah but like in that moment he's also still digging his heels and not to and not wanting to apologize he doesn't want to apologize until the roof yeah and, and it's it's weird and yeah it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it's not weird but you know what i mean I, like it, it's, it, it's it's non sequitur is what it is. Yeah, like it's exactly. just it's just like doing it because that's what's supposed to happen at this point in the story. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it almost seems like they like maybe the script was too long and they had to edit out stuff and that the whatever they chose to cut out like was a detriment to yeah. the way that the episode played. Uh, I will say though, there. I mean, there's some good stuff about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of good jokes that Mrs. Land. Bouvier, Mrs. Com- Bouvier coming in is hot here. Uh, Eddie and Lou are in. The animation in this is good as well. Mm-hmm. On the rooftop, we get the we get the moonshot, and then mm-hmm. the moonlight over all the toys on the roof looks really nice. We get, we see some. Uh, some photos, you know, in the Simpson household that are of the, of the children. We see Bart on the TV. We see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Like it's, it's, it's fine. But the, the, the main storyline is just not great. Let's be honest. It's Drek. It's Drek. The the main storyline is just is is a Thanksgiving or slash holiday, as indicated, or we said not indicated, uh, as said in the beginning of this. It is a holiday storyline of oh, I hate my life, and then oh well, I guess my life's not so bad. And the thing is, is like what he was. He is so unlikable. Yeah. So therefore, like I would, I would probably like this better if Lisa ran away because she thinks her family is against her. Right. You know, I feel like it's the wrong, I don't know. I don't know what could really be done to improve it, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot. I think that what, this is a very much a, what you see is what you get sort of thing. This is the Thanksgiving special. So here's the Thanksgiving special. And it just so happens to include the word bitchin. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I think that's really what it is. Uh, so did I love this episode? I did not. I did not like this episode. Um, I'm, yeah. I, as I, I should point out to you uh, that this is an episode I did not remember. Uh, I would not have been able to have told you the story uh, mm-hmm. if you had asked me. And I do not foresee watching it again for entertainment purposes anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it. it's, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't want to watch it again either. But. I have good news. What? Because there is a good one on the horizon. Bart the Daredevil. Bart the Daredevil yep. is coming up next week. So we hope that you, <laughs> uh, you know, it, I, it's not my intention to shit on uh, these episodes. I love The Simpsons. I hope that that's clear. Uh, it and- would be worrying if every single episode was like, out of the park wonderful yeah we're gonna get to that yeah <laughs> we will we will get there where there are seasons we're, that are we're just making our way through season incredible two. we're like a third of the way through that's right so but uh i think that we've got a really good one coming up next week as a matter of fact bart the daredevil if i remember is matt Groening's favorite episode 
So, and it's got an iconic image in it uh, with the Springfield Gorge and all that business. So, I don't know anything. Yeah. About this. So that's pretty exciting. And I'm excited to watch that with you. Okay. And we would love for you to be there and watch it as well or talk, talk through it with us. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you could really do us a big, big favor, we would love it if you would be so kind as to rate this podcast, the highest rating, <laughs> uh, on, that, on that same platform. And make sure, you know, if you enter into a conversation about The Simpsons with your friends, make sure that you drop our name. That would really go a long way to help us out. We really enjoy doing this podcast and we want to share it with you. And we hope that you enjoy listening to it. Make sure, of course, that you're following us on social media as well. Escalator to Nowhere Pod on Instagram and on Facebook and Esk to Nowhere Pod. That's E-S-C to Nowhere Pod on Twitter. You can also send us an email. We would love to hear from you at Escalator to Nowhere Excuse me, escalator to nowhere pod at gmail.com. Yeah, baby. So next week we have Bart the Daredevil. We are looking forward to that. And we hope to hear from you in the meantime. So if there's some unfinished business, like Scott sent us the question about Ned's beer, we'd love to chit chat about that uh, perhaps on the air. So be sure to drop those or send us those messages. And we'll look forward to next week. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, I guess it's time to play that music. So until next time, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. I'm still learning. And we are excited to have you here. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.